Blog Talk Radio. wrong with this TV guy stuff that okay this I cannot give you a proper description I can't do the preview because I got a schedule from several months from months ago I think I can save us. And, and while you're just just a moment, please. Honesty is in vivo. No, it isn't. You're damn room. Okay, while you find uh, the um, uh, preview for tonight. Well, We're going well to I can't do I can't I can't do the preview for tonight because I use TV guides uh, for my previews and they have a placeholder schedule so I can't actually tell you what's on tonight. Oh boy! But as but as I told you last week, Dragon Ball Super reruns will be on in eleven. Uh, then uh, One Punch Man season two premieres at eleven thirty, and Doctor Stone at midnight. Then uh, Fire Force at 12.30. Then Food Wars at 1. Then Demon Slayer at 1.30. Then uh, Black Clover. Black Clover is in there somewhere. I think this. Hold on. I did a whole graphic for this for myself. I did a whole graphic listing all the shows at the very least, so I should be able to know that off the top of my head or something close enough. So, uh, okay, da 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 da. Saturday, find up. Okay. 
All right. Welcome so, to my world. Here, so here's your Adult Swim lineup, because why not, for tonight. At 9, it's Bob. It's an hour of Bob's Burgers. At 10, it's Family Guy. At 10.30, it's Gen D Tartakovsky Primal. And yes, they're going to rerun the five episodes uh, that aired this week at midnight, uh, every weeknight, uh, once a week at 10.30, right before Tsunami, uh, for the next five weeks or so. That's cool. Then at 1, or then at 11, it's Dragon Ball Super. Then at 11.30, it's One Punch Man Season 2. At midnight, it's Dr. Stone. 12.30, it's Fire Force. 1 a.m., it's Food Wars. 1.30, it's Demon Slayer. 2, it's Black Clover. 2.30, it's Boluto. 3 a.m., it's The British Putin. 3.30, it's Lupin the Third Part 5. 4, it's Super Jail. 4.30, no, 4, it's My Hero Academia. I don't know how I skipped that. 4.30, Super Jail. 4.45, it's Power Gauntlet. 5, it's Aqua Team Hunger Force. And at 5.30, it's Old Movies. There you go. And that's about all the preview I can give you. Whoa. Well, uh, I guess it's up so, to me now. On to you. Okay, before uh, we start with uh, my stuff here, uh, got to keep a promise I made last night. So, folks, for our colleague on Friday, the Wizard, we present to you the Friday night's intro from the from Cartoon Network. It's only a minute, and we'll be back with wrestling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else to fill. Uh, twenty-four minutes. Enjoy. I think we found our new theme. There you go. A little Friday night. We'll play that on, on Friday night. But right now, folks, it is time that we bring you um, a little reportage of the world of professional wrestling. And leave Ah, Lordy. How do we do this with, without with, without 
laughing. But if you recall, the um, uh, as we give you the SmackDown report, which includes the first round of, which includes the first night of the draft, which concludes on Raw. Okay. Um, well, at uh, WWE dot com. I don't oh, know exactly. Yeah, that what you're going to be talking about? Pardon? Was I about to tell you? Was I about to tell you about the story that you're just literally just about to talk about? Go ahead. It's your show. So, WWE.com a couple of days before the draft or whatever decided to release the pool of the draft picks uh, for uh, the draft. And here's the thing. The order in which they listed the pools were the numbers and were the order in which that they were drawn on television. For the most part, I don't know if they did that for the fourth segment because I don't remember all those tag teams being grouped up like that. Mm-hmm. And for Monday Night Raw, or, well, and after the draft, they changed the uh, layout for Raw, so that it would list them in alphabetical order, like it should have been done in the first place. Mm hmm. So, yeah, they accidentally spoiled their own show. I mean, uh, keep, keep going just a moment. Continue. Oh, that's about that's all. Okay, let's get on with uh, more wrestling news. AEW's lead investor, Shad Khan, or if you want, Shad Khan, uh, in an interview said that um, they're not competing with WWE. Uh, Shad Khan joined Yahoo Finance's All Market Summit, general opportunities to speak about all elite, all elite wrestling. Shad Khan is the lead investor of AEW and the papa of AEW president Tony Khan. During the summit, Khan spoke about how AEW started, quoting that it was Tony's idea and how Tony was a lifelong wrestling fan. Where did we hear this before? It all started with my son, Tony. It was his idea, his passion, his drive as a lifelong wrestling fan. So I've supported him financially. He kept talking about it, that we, could, yeah, that we ought to do it. And here are the reasons why we should do it. I kept, I kept stress testing the idea, and then I struck a check to fund it, because if you're going to do it, it's got to be right. That was the most important thing. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Man, what commercial did he rip that line off of? But his idea, his passion, his drive, and it's off to a great start. He spoke about how AEW isn't here to compete with WWE and that it's important that AEW does its own thing. WWE is a great company. Well, we are not here competing with them, revealed Khan. In the golden age of wrestling during the late 90s, there were 10 million fans. Now it's down to 2 million. He must have looked at the ratings of last night's SmackDown. 
So we're tapping into fans who are not engaged and, quite frankly, the younger fan who never got quite into it. Competition is good for everybody, but it's very important for AEW to do our own thing. The owner of the Jacksonville Jags also spoke about how different the wrestling business is from the football business. (laughs) Duh. He revealed that the difference comes from the talent and where to find them. Insert XFL 1.0 joke here. It's quite different, and that's the question I had for Tony, said Shad Khan. His point to me was that the big difference here is there's a huge amount of talent that's on the street, whereas in football and the NFL, the top talent is already there. Okay, by the way, everybody wonders where Byron Saxton is. Well, we're about to tell you what happened to Mr. Saxton. Uh, Byron Saxton is now a permanent member of the WWE main event commentary team. Saxton called this week's episode with D.O. Madden and Mickey James, who is currently out of action with an injury. Saxton is apparently replacing Vic Joseph on main event. He posted an Instagram photo with James and Madden from this week's main event tapings. Uh, Saxon's WWE status has been up in the air after Michael Cole and Corey Graves were named as the new SmackDown announced team. He had been calling the blue brand action with Graves and Tom Phillips each week. As noted, Tom is now calling the weekly WWE 205 live show with Aiden English and the weekly NXT UK show with Nigel McGuinness. But now it's a look at the current WWE announced teams following the recent changes. Uh, for Raw, you got Vic Joseph, Dio Madden, and reluctant third wheel Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler. SmackDown, you have Michael Cole and Corey Graves. NXT, Mauro Mabobio, Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix, and NXT UK's. Uh, thing is Tom Phillips, Nigel McGuinness, 205 Live, Tom Phillips, Aiden English, and the main event, Byron Saxon, Dio Madden, and Mickey James. By the way, they did, they did um, uh, last night finally promote the new WWE backstage with Renee uh, Young and Booker T. There is, of course, no rumor that his hair asked for more money. Okay, let's continue on. We got some uh, impact news as we count down to them going from one lesser-known and viewed network to another lesser-known, lesser-carried, and very much lesser-viewed network. Thank God for Twitch. Okay, come on, boys. Let's do that fandangle you do there. Let's uh, let's get to it. Danke, Shane. Um, whoa, thank you. Uh, WWE star has called out, uh, USA for draft picks. Uh Uh-oh, I wonder who this could be. The, uh, WWE Performance Center posted a behind-the-scenes footage from Caden Carter's recent USA Network debut. Carter, formerly known as Lacey Lane, lost to Rhea Ripley on the September 25th NXT episode. Um, 
WWE confirmed that a one-hour kickoff show for Crown Jewel 2019 where will air live at uh, noon Eastern, Thursday, October 31st. It will air on the WWE Network, the WWE website, the WWE app, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. The Crown Jewel main show will begin airing at 1 o'clock on the WWE Network live from Saudi Arabia. Unless things start to heat up, and then, well, all bets are off. <laughs> now, a topic of discussion on social media coming out of last night's WWE draft edition of SmackDown was how Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss were drafted as single wrestlers, not as a tag team. Now, WWE rules noted that USA Newark and Fox officials could select tag teams as one pick unless they want to draft just one member of the team. Uh-oh. Fans weren't the only ones discussing the Cross Bliss pick as WWE NXT superstar Mansoor Al-Shilal also called out USA for a move, joking that the Fox Sports robot Cletus gave them an advantage. No one told the room of USA executive tag team, uh, USA executives tag teams could be drafted together. This is what happens when you don't have a robot. Yeah, but you have a globe. So, Mansoor, bye. There have been some speculation on WWE splitting Cross and Bliss up, but Cross indicated on Twitter that they're staying together, as did Bliss in her post-show interview. She wrote, she's truly the best, so happy we are staying together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we continue on in this merry little chase here. Uh... Ah. Okay, we have word, and this was uh, teased on our UK friends uh, wrestle uh, report. It said a former WWE commentator was going to appear on AEW as a commentator. Whoa. Well, um, we have clarification, just in case you might have thought that one of the three folk on the th- on the uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite show was about to get the axe. Wrong! AEW uh, Dynamite is headed to Philadelphia, where the AEW Dark Series, shown on the YouTube channel, will also tape. Cody Rhodes announced today that Taz will be a guest broadcaster for AEW Dark, which will stream Tuesday, October 22nd. This week's Dynamite will feature a Philadelphia street fight, Darby Allen versus AEW World Champion Chris, uh, excuse me, Le Champion, Chris Jericho with the title on the line. Dr. Britt Baker takes on AEW Women's Champion, Rio or Rio with the title on the line. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Tournament, first round match, the Lucha Bros taking on Jurassic Park, I mean Jurassic Express. Uh, John Moxley and Pac versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. The upcoming dark matches are unknown at this time. You can watch Wednesday Night Dynamite live at 8 on TNT. And by the way, whoever whoever was the bright genius, the dim bulb, who said TNT was carrying a baseball game uh, last week. That was on TBS 
I know how how confusing the initials are. One is TNT, which frankly is dynamite, and the other is TBS, which frankly is very funny. Uh, Taz joined uh, Wrestling Inc.'s uh, Winkley, W-I-N-C-L-Y, podcast last month and spoke about potential for him to return to the booth and what he'd be looking for in a promotion. It's been several years since I've done commentary in pro wrestling. Over time, it's something I've missed, said Taz. By the way, he does a morning show, which is heard nationally on the CBS Sports Radio Network. Anybody who listens to my podcast... And I'm super shocked as I talked about this one in one of my shows about a month ago that I missed commentary. That just blew up, and truth be told, it was part of my career that I loved, no matter if it was for WWE or TNA. When I went to TNA, it was a hot property back then. Then I got to meet Mike Tanay, and I wanted to commit Harry Carey. No, not really. Uh, him and uh, Tanay became really good friends. He had a lot of fun doing it, and when he transitioned from the ring to do the commentary desk, it was, it was actually a hard thing to do. I didn't want to do it, but Vince McMahon felt it was the next chapter for me. The number one thing is credibility in the ring. To me, there needs to be talent. When I say credibility, I don't mean star talent. I mean guys and girls that can go in the ring that are athletic and their intensity is there. I don't want a situation where it's a young wrestler that is a little green and is making mistakes in the ring. Now, if I can't call out that mistake or call out that they're sloppy, then it hurts my credibility as a broadcaster. If I do bring forward to the audience uh, what this guy or girl can do, then it's a negative, and I'm bashing the talent, which is a no-no in my book. I'm hurting this person's brand or future potentiality. So this it's pretty good if uh, Tess can get in on the dark side. <laughs> By the way, the ratings for uh, last night's... Uh, uh, SmackDown, hey, but then again, they were competing against baseball. And let's give you the results of this trial. Bum, bum, bum. SmackDown viewership on week two of We're Not Calling It the Wednesday Night Wars. The SmackDown episode featuring the... Uh, uh, first night of the draft drew 2.899 million viewers, according to Showbuzz Daily. This is down 25% from last week's 3.888 million viewers for the Fox premiere and 20th epi- anniversary episode. To compare, Monday night's uh, Raw episode drew an average of 2.334 million viewers, down from last week's 2.571 million viewers. For the Raw season premiere episode, SmackDown won the night in the coveted 1849 demo, averaging a .95 rating over the two hours. Closest number to SmackDown for the demo was Hawaii 5-0 and Blue Bloods with an 0.7 rating. So here is uh, the 2019 SmackDown viewership tracker. We started with January 1st at 2,091 million viewers. And... Uh, right now, as we are two nights or two weeks into the Fox Foxification of SmackDown, um, 2.899 million viewers. So we'll just say running it off to the nearest dollar, 2.9 million. Uh, not concerning as of yet. Not concerning, but wow. 
not uh, not indeed shocking. They lost literally about a uh, thousand a uh, thousand viewers. Wow. Okay, and uh, let's uh, let's uh, get this. Uh, Let's go kumbaya here with uh, more of our wrestling broadcast here. Okay, so, by the way, I thought it was very nice for Fox to say goodbye to the WWE wildcard rule with a candle and the date it began and the date it ended. That was that was very nice. Hey, would you like to know what Eric Bischoff had to say, kids? Oh, I'm glad you said you said no because we're going to do it anyway. Eric Bischoff shared his thoughts on AEW after watching the premiere of Dynamite. And here were those exact thoughts. And those were Eric Bischoff's thoughts. No, actually, here they are in uh, form here. Uh, He is, of course, the executive director of SmackDown, but that doesn't mean he's obvious to what's going on outside the WWE. Like any wrestling fan, he was interested in catching AEW's TNT debut last week and was asked about it on his 83 Weeks podcast. And here it is. Quote, I did watch it. I actually watched it twice. Uh, I think the takeaway for me for me was the biggest thing that I saw that I liked was the crowd. That crowd was lit in every conceivable way. You could really see that crowd. They were really excited to be there, and they were an active part of the show. What I saw from AEW was a crowd that was intensely engaged, and from a production value standpoint, you could see it. The lighting made the audience a part of the show. That was the biggest positive I took from it. I'm not going to critique the in-ring action or anything like that. Wah. But when I walked out the room, the first thing on my mind, wow, that crowd made that show. Yeah, he's true. Uh, oop, that, back up there, Bruno. Bishop. I said, Bruno, back that, back that teleprompter up. Bischoff echoed comments that Ryback had made earlier on how AEW using large arenas and big crowds gives it an edge over NXT in terms of presentation. As having a viewpoint like no one else when it comes to the Monday Night Wars, Bischoff was then asked about the potential, um, we're not going to call it Wednesday Night Wars, between AEW and NXT. This is what he said. I think it's going to be interesting, you know. I'm very interested to see where things will stand in 90 days. But I think it's early. I think it's great for the industry. I think it's re-energized the fan base. I think it's re-energized the talent. And I think it's re-energized the respective offices where commitments are made and decisions are made. I think it's a great thing. (laughs) I think there's nothing negative about it. This coming from the man who, well, I'm not going to say it. I'll just say Time Warner ruined AEW. I mean, not AEW. Time Warner ruined uh, WCW. Ooh. And reportedly, for those of you wanting to know if there will be a sequel to the May Young Classic, no. Uh, WWE has reportedly nixed plans for the 2019 May Young Classic Tournament. 
They had planned to hold the uh, May Young Classic tapings uh, Saturday, November 2nd, Sunday, November 3rd at Full Sail Live in Winter Park, Florida, but pan- plans were abruptly changed. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which, by the way, please take under a uh, grain of bismuth, adds that the WWE has decided against holding another all-women's tournament until 2020. Just last week, the uh, WWE NXT ticket website advertised the MYC tapings for early November, but the notice for tickets was removed and no announcement was ever made. Uh, WWE nixing the 2019 MYC was a recent decision. Triple H hosted a media call back in early August and noted that they were working on finalizing plans for a tournament and will be making an announcement soon. There is no word yet on when the uh, 2020 MYC will be held, but we'll keep you updated. The inaugural May Young Classic took place in 2017 when it was actually supposed to be called the Fabulous Moolah Classic, but as we know, controversy took over. And saw current WWE Tag Team Champion defeat current NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler in the finals. The 2018 MYC saw Tony Storm defeat Lo Shirai to win the tournament. Oi. Okay. That is it for our wrestling report, Brain. It's been a pleasure, and next week, even more fun as uh, we continue with uh, uh, Last Call Cafe at 1130 Friday. And then we come back here to find out all about the world of wrestling and anime on Wrestle Anime Hut. Final the words, final thoughts. End it. Okay. Um, Harry, you want to do this? Certainly. You'll be listening to Jay the Brain Man presents Bristol and Bay Hub with the Brain and the Max Man, a presentation of Brain Scan Entertainment in association with Mystifying Creativity Productions and Blog Talk Radio. This is Harry Von Stuttgart speaking. Press the button, Baxley. <laughs>